0: The best character in the prequels gets cut down to size, but not before he kills Oscar Schindler. This is Spoilers. This is spoilers. Hey, welcome to Spoilers, the Phantom Menace episode. Hello. i Oh. hey Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and the voices you heard are here to spoil Star Wars, the Phantom Menace, episode one with me today. i let you guys introduce yourselves and then, uh... What do you remember about when this movie first came out what are your what are your early memories of of the star wars? uh let's start with josh
1: are you saying me first because because you're old you're the eldest
0: yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah. you're
1: old I have, <laughs> I have memories of honestly long lines being very excited about it myself and uh I don't know do you want like yeah, as a kid, I was pumped to see it.
2: What did that disappointment feel like after
1: you saw it? <laughs> you know, as a young kid, I think I was a little bit too naive to really get it at the time. And I was trying to think about the characters after the movie. So, I don't know. Let's let's move on. I don't know.
0: <laughs> see, I, I remember liking it when it first came out. Uh, I think Ste- I liked it, yeah. Stevie from yeah. Mishawaka, when's yeah. the last time you saw this movie?
3: Um... God, probably around Christmas time. Did you like time. it then?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: this past Christmas, no, I hated it. When I was younger, I remember this movie was everywhere. Like I had never seen a Star Wars. Like when Episode really? One came out,
0: Star Wars. Really. This was your first Star Wars. <laughs> no,
3: what happened was Star. The y. local theater was pl- no. played the whole trilogy before Episode One, so. After Sunday Church uh, at St. Vinny's, my dad took me straight to the movie theater, and we, I watched the first three. And my mind was blown. Then I watched episode one, and I remember really liking it as a kid. And then I got on the internet and saw all this <laughs> blowback at, in my later years. And I watched it again in this well, movie. Speaking just of Sunday
0: cow. Church, we have Blackout Passion coming out very soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh... not that soon. Not that soon.
0: <laughs> But Mikey, um, did you watch this movie when you were a kid?
2: Uh, I don't really remember watching it. Uh, If I did see it, it was probably years after it already came out, and I don't remember liking it. So it's been a while since I've seen it. I'd call you one of the biggest Star Wars detractors on the pod. Did this movie do anything (laughs) to uh, change your mind? Well, you've said that you hate the new Star Wars Uh, movies that have come out and i enjoy those new star wars movies i have uh but this is like during a time where it was like almost like a resurgence of star wars again and and it's kind of like the same thing we're going through now except it was just bad and uh (laughs) it's kind of crazy how bad it was and they still ended up making three of them but i i hated (laughs) these movies i hate all of them (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> he
2: hated the them but not...
1: all of them the women and the children <laughs> the women
0: <wilderness> and children too <laughs> well a good friend of mine who loves to crush younglings uh, Jordan Long we went to school together and I think we were about 9 years old when this movie came out what do you remember about The Phantom Menace
4: um, I remember this movie coming out in theaters and Josh I think we went to see this together with the, uh, the Schaefer clan um, okay. And, and I remember leaving the theater to get a refill on like my popcorn or pop, because I wasn't very entertained, and I came back. Classic Jordan. I, exactly, man. yeah. It's, I've been at it for years. Um, but yeah, nine years old, I leave to get a refill, and I come back, and all of a sudden, Qui-Gon has been murked, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I walk back into uh, Darth Maul in half, falling down a shaft. And so that's kind of what I remember most about this movie. (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, you actually walked out because you were scared at the time, Jordan. You weren't (laughs) not entertained. You're a
0: little freaked out. Darth Maul was very alien-like. No, Darth Maul's the shit. Darth Maul looks a (laughs) lot like Tim Curry's character in Legend. (laughs) So today we're going to, like I said, spoil The Phantom Menace. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. Uh, We're going to talk about this movie in three acts, and then hopefully get to the bottom of why this movie sucks so bad. And maybe even offer a few suggestions on how, if we could go back and fix it, what we would do. Let's start with Act 1 of this horrible, horrible movie. So, (laughs) Act 1 opens up uh, with two Jedis, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi in space, on their way to settle a trade dispute. Uh, They get gassed by the Trade Federation and stumble upon an invasion plan of the planet of Naboo. So our story jumps to Naboo We meet Jar Jar Binks in the Gungan City uh, And then we get a Let's see uh, well, What is the ship called that goes through the core of the earth? Nobody uh, What? The ship that goes through the core of the earth
1: Oh the, oh, the Gungan
2: submarine thing?
1: The b- boom, boomer? I, I don't know I
2: don't, I don't know, know what the know. name of it is Does it matter? Um, and
1: speed is on our way we are gonna speed you away. way.
3: We could use a transport. We give you on the bongo.
0: Hmm? The guy just said it in post. <laughs> but, so then we meet the 14 year old girl, elected Queen of Naboo, played by Kiera Portman slash Natalie. <laughs> 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 Together, they escape one of the most worthless blockades that are ever set up in the history of war. And our story heads to Tatooine, where we meet Anakin Skywalker. We get one of the worst scenes in history with a dinner party at his house. We learn that he's born of a virgin and watch him compete in the Boonta Pod race, winning uh, the necessary supplies for the crew to get to Coruscant. So I breezed over a lot there. Um, Oof, there's definitely a lot you. to dive into. But what did you guys think of this first hour of what's supposed to be an entertaining movie for kids.
2: What a long hour it was! Lots of lots of talking and deliberating. Not a whole lot of action, and I didn't have subtitles for all the alien talk, and I didn't care to try and find yeah. any. So I didn't know <laughs> what was going on really. But there's like a lot of uh, like deliberating and councils going on, and it's just all really boring. <laughs>
1: It's actually an hour and twenty minutes when the first of three acts is over. I remember thinking after the pod race, I wonder how far in the movie I was, and almost one twenty.
0: It's so drawn out, and like, but it's also still so unclear. Like, does anyone have any idea of what the Trade Federation's actual plan was? They're setting up this blockade,
1: and the blockade, the Viceroy says, is and maybe you can play the audio here pappy as you know
3: a blockade is perfectly legal
1: perfectly legal just perfectly legal to strangle out an entire planet of sentient beings like i don't <laughs> what's legal
0: well apparently an invasion is not cuz he goes my lord is that legal <laughs> my lord is that
2: legal <laughs> <laughs> i thought uh, that that was like kind of the problem i had is what you were talking about josh is that there are these kind of rules to this universe, and you don't know what they are, like, is this legal, or who cares what these these trade federations are doing, and I just didn't care about any of those rules.
3: I mean, this first 120 is extremely boring. People don't go to watch Star Wars movies just to watch people talk and go to different planets and talk and go to different planets. And that's what the first hour and 20 was.
4: It's, it's bad, and I feel like it really only serves a purpose to, like, give us a base for, what, like, the five main characters? Like, this is why the government was shitty, and so we have, like, a, this dark dude, like, coming to power and stuff, and then it kind of sets up the Jedi as, like, his opposition. I feel like that's all that it is, but it's, it's
0: fucking piss poor, and it lasts so long. As bad as this first act is, I think it contains what is the most redeeming scene, and that's the pod race. Is anybody on board with the pod race? Do you guys like it, hate it? Hate it. Hate it. What do you hate about it? I hate that,
1: and I was chatting with my wife about this earlier, because she said she remembered everyone loving the pod race, and I said, yeah, but we are kids, and it's an obvious marketing ploy for toys. But and video games. What I really hate about, yeah, true. What I really hate about it is that the chosen one Anakin Scar- Skywalker, Darth Vader, the person you're, the Jesus character, the person you've been waiting for this whole time <laughs> 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 ultimately his fate is determined by like a go-kart race and instead of focusing on like the human turmoil of a mother letting go of her son or like the state of s- slavery really it's about a 15-minute pod race, and I think that's bad storytelling. Do you, do but, you good guys, mar-
2: but good uh, marketing. Do you guys remember the conversation they had in like their kitchen?
3: I had a dream I was a Jedi. I came back here and freed all the slaves. Have you come free us? I think you have.
2: With Anakin and his mom, and Anakin asked Qui-Gon Jinn, are, are you going to free me and my mom? And Qui-Gon Jinn is like immediately, nope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, kid.
0: We gave it our best shot.
3: <laughs> we deliberated and that's a solid no.
0: Well, I'll agree that even the whole mechanics behind what's at stake for the race are convoluted. Like, this is pointed out in the brilliant uh, Red Letter Media Mr. Plinkett review of Star Wars The <laughs> Phantom Menace. So if you haven't watched that, you definitely need to. And we're It's probably so gonna- good. I'm probably going to pull for that a couple of times inadvertently, but it's ten times more entertaining than this movie. But they point out that <laughs> you have no idea what's going on like in the terms of the deal. It's like, you supply the pod, I supply the ship. No, 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 you supply the boy, I'll supply the <laughs> cash. And it just keeps going back and forth like that. It's ridiculous.
4: We'll let the fate decide, huh? I just happen to have a chance, Cube here. Blue, it's the boy... And, uh, his mother.
3: I also hate it every time that Anakin finishes a lap, there's these two small characters to the left <laughs> every time go, woohoo, yippee! <laughs> <laughs> it pissed me off so much just to see that little <laughs> green dude going, yippee!
1: I remember being pumped in the theaters during the pod race because of like the Tusken Raider callback. But that is not enough to redeem the scene. And, like, one thing that's unexplored really is, I, are a lot of these guys in these pods, they're dying brutal deaths. Am I correct? People are getting murdered out there. Yeah, I don't like think it's... you
0: survived those wrecks. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I, I don't understand why... So, like, Sebulba, like, the, the best dude, has, like, this huge, fast, strong, like, cart. He's got, like, a Bowser cart. He's just knocking people off the fucking road. Why don't people, like... Get a Donkey Kong cart and knock him back.
0: And how does Anakin Skywalker make up what is like a 30 to 40 second head start? Why doesn't his mom look concerned when he's about to die <laughs> so many times? <laughs> Why is this movie so goddamn stupid? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I, I wanted to touch on in Tattooing, too, is I think it's the second worst part of this movie, or second worst line of the movie is when Anakin Skywalker's mom reveals that he was born of a virgin Ugh. josh you're you're into this christ like characters what <laughs> why why is this in the movie
1: it's kind of it's kind of the same question about midichlorians. and
0: like, we'll get to that because that's the worst and he has <laughs> over twenty thousand of- <laughs> he has over <laughs> twenty
1: thousand of them. Why don't you put more in a syringe and inject them into your body? I don't know uh I don't know, I don't know why, because he's a chosen one, and he has to be so on the nose, chosen in every chosen chosen way possible that he's chosen and won. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
2: it's such an old trope. I can't believe they did that, and it was I forgot that it was in the movie, and I was shocked when I saw it again. It was so stupid.
3: My favorite part about that dinner at anakin's house is when he keeps asking questions and answering him a qui-gon and qui-gon goes you're a very smart boy nothing getting past you and then it's just uh, natalie portman and anakin alone and right off the bat he goes are you an angel <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah what does that the jedi mean? talk about him are you an angel are you an
0: angel what
3: an angel I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. They live on the moons of Diego, I think.
2: What?
4: That's a pretty rough scene.
2: What does that Ugh. mean? What What are they worshipping in whatever Star Wars universe? What stupid-looking god do they worship? Apparently Anakin. <laughs> so,
0: Stevie, we've watched these YouTube clips before, but there's a documentary called The Beginning Making of Star Wars Episode One." which is also heavily featured in that Mr. Planket review I talked about. But you see George Lucas going through the headshots and uh, <laughs> actors, and Jake Lloyd is by far the worst. He's the worst. By far the worst of the three, but they liked his look or something. Do you remember that?
3: Like he's fumbling over his lines, can't pronounce anything right, and there's this other kid who's like dynamite, good actor, delivering lines and not being an idiot, and George Lucas is just like, yeah, Jake Lloyd's the one, and he's like showing him special like favoritism. It's really bad. Isn't that
1: kind of hit on why a lot of people theorize these movies suck? Is that for the original trilogy, it was George Lucas plus like a group of people and creators leaning in on it, and for this, he had become so big that it's just his single solo vision brain. Everyone
3: became yes men. Like, yeah, exactly. Everyone was just afraid to like tell george hey you're being an idiot stop it hey
1: that's corny as fuck
2: i always thought it was george like trying to put himself as anakin he was trying to cast himself as anakin or something like he was this tortured kid or whatever growing up that's why he chose like the worst the worst actor because he was bullied or something when he was growing up He's in a mental hospital now.
1: Well, thanks for helping them out now. I feel like he's just left Jake Lloyd out on a little island there.
4: (laughs) Jake Lloyd, friend of the pod.
1: Pappy, before we finish (laughs) our first act, there's two things I want to ask about it. One, I know it's talked about so much, but Jar Jar being in this so prominently, were you guys shocked at really how prominent he is, especially at the beginning of this movie?
0: I'm not just shocked by his prominence. Like, the humor... Racism aside, like the jokes that he's saying are like stepping in poop or getting farted on. Like it's, <laughs> it's like the least funny stuff someone could write. Like it's, George Lucas isn't funny at all. Like they're all like these stupid gags and like bits instead of like so the subtle humor of Han Solo. It's so terrible.
2: And he could have been out of the story like so quickly if they had just left him at that Gungan place in handcuffs. You could have never been a part of this trilogy. Jar Jar is a key to all
1: this. I entertain myself while watching this movie, going back be- and forth between Jar Jar as a secret Sith and Jar Jar Snoke, and just like... <laughs> like when he would accidentally kill a bunch of droids, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's his like... Drunken master technique <laughs> kicking in. Because I've seen those theories, but in reality, it's just so mind-blowing that... Um, this is kind of just allowed to go through and just think how much setup just to create that character and how many people and visual artists and cinematographers and the actor himself wearing like those eyes on the top of his head like it's a lot to go through for what they had to have seen is very little payoff.
0: There's a conversation between Rick McCollum the like basically the second in command and George Lucas in that documentary I mentioned and And it's just so cringeworthy because you can see the train jump in the tracks (laughs) and headed towards the gulch. And they're like, Rick McCollum says, you know what would make him the most special? If he was a completely CGI character. And Lucas goes on to say, well, that's true. You sacrifice the human interaction, but then we don't have to worry about that damn suit. And so he's basically saying like, yeah, it's going to make our character interaction shittier. But it will be less of a headache having to deal with the suit. And that's one of the main reasons they chose to go that path. It's just its just laziness. Why the voice? Oh,
2: moi, moi, I love you. You almost got us killed. Are you brainless? I spec The ability to speak does not make you intelligent.
3: I mean, that's kind of like the half like, cringey, cringeworthy part of Jar Jar is just him speaking.
4: It's bad, but I would fully subscribe to the... Uh, jar jar is a secret, sith Lord <laughs> <laughs> a theory. I'm I
0: think it might that. be partially true does anyone is anyone familiar with that theory? I think we touched on it a little bit,
2: but I read about it on Reddit, but then watching this now and seeing this the things that they were referencing on Reddit, I mean like Josh said, he's like a drunken master or whatever. it's so stupid <laughs> like he's not doing that on purpose I think whatever they were trying to go for just didn't come off at all. And it's really, really cringy.
0: Well, I think that sums up act one and the legendary Jar Jar Binks pretty well. So act two, <laughs> well, we, can, can, oh, sorry. Yeah. Pap. Please act,
1: act one kind of ends on tattooing with, which should have been the best scene of the movie. And I wish they'd built up to it and there should have been more of a reaction, but this Sith reveals himself to the Jedi there's a brief uh, saber fight in the desert, and this is the first Sith that the Jedi have known to exist for, I think, in the world of canon, like, tens of thousands of years. And they're like, well, I guess the Jedi Council's reaction is in Act 2, so stick around for Act 2 after the break.
0: Yeah, I mean, that the Jedi Council has a bunch of dicks about it, but... Where the Jedi Council takes place is on Coruscant, which is where our main characters are still together, headed there. So uh, this act really focuses on the heart of the political conflict. Uh, Padme slash Natalie Portman slash Queen Amidala is conned into calling for a vote of no confidence. Uh, We see the Jedi Council uh, reject the training of Anakin at the request of Qui-Gon. And we learn about the midichlorians, the worst part of Star Wars ever. (laughs) <laughs> then queen amadala decides for some unknown reason she needs to go back to naboo and all the characters just go with her and then we get the best line of the whole movie jar jar binks misa going home, going home! Come on, <laughs> <laughs> so back in naboo uh they start to flush out their plan finally since they just showed up there uh they decide to appeal to the Gungans. Uh, so, Natalie Portman, the switcheroo, is revealed that her body double, Kira Knightley, is not the real queen, that Padme is the real queen. Uh, they all bow, bow to the Gungans, and the battle for Nempu starts. So, I guess where I want to start is sort of where Josh left off is that in this movie, the Jedi Council is kind of a bag of dicks. Do you guys agree with that? They're kind of the bad guy.
2: I had written down here, being a Jedi is all about being a douche. <laughs> <And that's, laughs> Obi-Wan has a rat tail. Qui-Gon is kneeling during that fight, being cocky. And then he was a dick to Anakin uh, when he wouldn't free them. Just uh, being a Jedi is all about being an asshole.
1: And more than that, it's like, anytime time... It's like, why don't you free this woman... Because I'm a Jedi, and I have to abide by the rules.
0: But the rules are so arbitrarily enforced. Like, they're cheating in dice. They're cheating in, like, mind-wiping people. Just, it's all over the place.
1: Yeah, you can cheat with that, but you can't free a slave that you think might clear the mind of this kid with 20,000 metachlorians that you want to save. (laughs) Like, they could put his mind at ease. Maybe he wouldn't have been Darth Vader (laughs) if they just go ahead and save the mom. I don't
0: know. One of the points of this movie that makes me throw my arms up in the air in disgust is that the exact same amount of Republic credits that Qui-Gon has is the exact same amount of Minichlorians that uh, Anakin has. 20,000. It's just like, he just wrote in 20,000 and forgot to change it like later.
1: <laughs> That's his stand-in number. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I forgot to do the like, control F and take that out. I have 20,000 Republic dactarians. The reading is off the chart.
2: Over twenty
4: thousand
2: like twenty thousand. <laughs> Qui-gon should have had Anakin piss in a cup and test that midichlorian count.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean I guess about the midichlorians does anyone else hate these as much as I do? It takes what's supposed to be something that's fun and mystical and, and fantasy and makes it hard, sci-fi and stupid.
1: Honestly, I think it's going to be pretty trite if this podcast tries to take on this issue. There's so much literature out there on the issue, on like on the internet about just how rotten storytelling midichlorians is.
0: <laughs> well, it was never brought up again, correct? This is the only time in all of the Star Wars films that that word is said. But it's part of canon. Is it
2: really? I believe you sure? so. Huh. You believe a, so? Say anything to Luke or something?
0: No, I mean, it's just this movie, just the two times.
4: I mean, is there... I kind of wanted to ask this earlier. Is there any mention... So, like, they bring up the the prophecy of, like, the one that will bring balance to the Force and all that. Is that also just a completely, like, made-up plot device to be able to, like, shoehorn in this, like, savior character? Because that's never mentioned in, like, the original trilogy at all, right?
0: I don't believe so.
4: No?
3: Yeah, I think this is the only time and in... Okay.
4: Because it, it just seems like there's...
2: Yeah, don't think... Kinda, isn't right, that like the theme that. is bringing balance back or whatever throughout that whole trilogy? Yeah,
3: he does do it.
2: How does he do it, though, Steve? How does he bring
0: balance?
3: Well, isn't balance just like a an internal fight between good and bad and no one having the upper hand?
0: I guess so, but like, even if you say that... like
3: That is bringing balance, with But then. if
0: Darth Vader, who is ultimately Anakin... That, he brought but balance. But no, too. then there's only two good Jedi. There's no bad Jedi left. That's not balanced. That's unbalanced. No, they were...
1: The Emperor and Vader, and then there's Yoda, and
0: Obi Wan, so it was balanced. But then he kills the Emperor, and I think that's what Lucas has identified as being the ultimate fulfillment of the prophecy: is him killing them. He Emperor.
4: kills he kills the Emperor, but he also dies in the process.
0: I think. So now there's one good Jedi and two one zero gray bed. Jedi, the last Jedi,
1: the gray oh. Jedi. Oh. <laughs>
0: It's just so so fucking stupid.
1: I think George Lucas, like, it wasn't enough for him to just have Vader be an interesting character and he turns into a bad guy and it's a human thing. He's got to go all out and he has to be the chosen one of virgin birth. And it's just like when they take him off Tatooine, if he didn't want his mom to come, that's fine. Make that about the human struggle. Don't make it about a 20 minute pod race. He just keeps taking things to like. He
3: had to be space Another reason. degree,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so one other thing I wanted to talk about here in the second act is I can never tell when it's Natalie Portman or Kira Knightley playing I can. Queen. I Emma. can. You can?
1: Really? How, how yeah. can you tell? Definitely. You can? Yeah, how? Yeah. By the way they look.
2: <laughs> I didn't even know <laughs> that was Keira Knightley. Sweet, sweet. I knew
1: sweet. that going in and... uh. I guess you would say I'm a big fan of both of those actresses. And I was able <laughs> what? to tell.
0: Gross. What, do you, what do you appreciate about their acting, Josh?
3: A teen Josh enjoyed their work <laughs> very much. You good. are a father.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what about... Okay, what about... We'll, we'll hone in on... We'll leave Kira Knightley out of this. We'll, we'll hone in on the performance of Natalie Portman. Like, I think that she's incredibly... Dry when she's Queen Amidala, but I also think that's what Lucas wanted out of her because he would see a little bit more range when she's Padme. What I mean? What did you guys think about her performance overall?
2: I think she was dry being Queen Amidala because it's easier for her decoy to like copy her. I thought that was the reason behind that. I thought she was, um, dry because <laughs>
1: because George Lucas writes dry dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I honestly thought that she <laughs> did maybe one of the best jobs with the lines that she was written in this movie.
0: The thing that, bo- that bothers me about the whole even situation is that she's the queen in a democracy, so they just voted for this 14-year-old girl to be the queen of the city? Yeah. So, <laughs> is that what happened? <laughs> and if so, why? Well, if you guys remember...
1: Queen Amidala four movies ago was in a bathtub of her own blood, towards the end of heat. So maybe that's why.
0: That's probably a good explanation <laughs> Dude, for it. That's better than any in-world explanation. <laughs> 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 and even like, why why is she allowed to call for the vote of no confidence in the Senate? It's just it's just ridiculous.
2: I was not elected to watch my people suffer and die while you discuss this invasion in a committee. If this body is not capable of action, I suggest new leadership is needed. I move for a vote of no confidence in Chancellor Valorum's leadership. I don't even know what you're talking about. I was not paying attention. (laughs) Mikey was checked out. Yeah, what does the vote of confidence have to do with anything? And the Viceroy... And, uh, blah, 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 just a bunch of other gibberish words in the Star (laughs) Wars universe.
4: The fact that we have to talk about this so much is disgusting because it's all been fucking politics, but she, her vote of no confidence allows like the chancellor to come in power. But I do want to point out the young guns reference here. John Tunstall is, is the guy who gets the vote of no confidence and he play he has a couple heavy scenes where he's losing power. Don Tunstall is the uh, the original caretaker of the Young Guns Ranch.
3: Young Guns.
1: <laughs> Insert Tunstall quote here.
0: <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> so this brings us to Act Three of the podcast, or of the of the Phantom Menace. Um, so currently we have two storylines. We have Jar Jar Binks going to create the distraction, and then we have the team of humans uh, headed into Naboo City or whatever the fuck it's called to go uh, capture the Viceroy. Uh, These two storylines are quickly split into four that bounce back and forth a total of 18 times during a 20 or so minute uh, battle sequence, uh, which include Anakin Skywalker accidentally flying a plane on autopilot into the enemy's base and blowing up their ship, Jar Jar Binks surrendering cowardly to the droids, uh, only to be freed accidentally. (laughs) Natalie Portman wasting everyone's goddamn time by capturing the Viceroy, but this has no effect on the battle or anything in general. And most excitingly, we have the Qui-Gon Jinn, Darth Maul, and Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber scene, um, which sort of ends this little sequence uh, with Qui-Gon getting stabbed and then... Obi-Wan cutting in half Darth Maul. So there's a lot going on here, but I guess, do you guys think this is the best lightsaber fight? Because you'll see that a lot on the internet. This is the best lightsaber fight there is. No, Stevie?
3: It contradicts itself. How so? Because like, okay, I'm already pissed off at this movie by the point we get to the lightsaber scene. (laughs) And like in episode three, uh fucking obi-wans like when anakin's on the low ground he's like i have the high ground there's no way you can win and then in this movie he has the low ground and he still wins it makes no Ooh. sense
4: it's some people it's say so contradictory some people say that obi-wan knows how to defend against it because he studied the move after the george lucas <laughs> is That's just a bad writer say. and a bad director say. he's
2: a rookie in this in this movie and then he's going up against the sith lord he's a padawan
4: I'm not. Say, I'm not saying I believe it, but that's what some people. No,
3: say. No, George Lucas is just a bad writer and a bad director. That's all that <laughs> is.
2: And the fact that it, the fight ends so quickly. I like turned away for like five seconds, and Darth Maul it's was done cut in half. It was so. And stupid. he's like meditating,
3: like when the light shields go up. It's just bull. Not the best scene.
1: I want to go a little bit of a different route here. Uh, I think this scene has some. Awesome moments. I don't like the fact that the prequels took the gritty lightsaber battles and made them like choreographed dance moves. Dancing. But I thought the moment when, I thought the strongest moment was after Darth Maul kills Qui Gon Jinn and the shield goes back down and Obi Wan's not a lot, like can't get in there to start fighting him in time and they're just sitting there and Darth Maul is kind of like on the prowl. I thought that was pretty menacing. And actually, a pretty good part of what is a bad movie.
0: No, see, I completely disagree because I think that moment does have a little bit of drama, and the way that we're rewarded is it cuts right to Jar Jar making a fool of himself, (laughs) dropping a boomba ball or whatever it's called, (laughs) and then like surrendering. Like it's it's literally like taking a great moment of drama and then putting it next to a piece of shit. Like you can't, I can't ignore what's next to it.
2: Might give up
1: but you did admit that that scene isolated on an island is strong
0: we were talking about this like and we were even when we reviewed the uh, holiday special we shared like a youtube video of this lightsaber fight and when you cut it all together it's fucking entertaining when you watch it from like start to finish but like when you pack in like Terrible actor Anakin, and you pack in like Padme, like James Bond grappling, hooking up to a roof, and then like, <laughs> and then we have two shots in a row of like the Gungan battle. It's just stupid. It's just so terrible. Oh, no. It's just all over the place. When when they should have like...
1: that. Looked to sim- sorry when they grappled up like that. You're just hitting on Pappy. I thought that looked like a goofy part of a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was going to say that the the saber fight should have been like the second to last scene of the movie and had all the Padme stuff and Anakin stuff happen before that and then really, like Pap said, cut it all together into one solid last couple scenes.
1: I think that they got too deep. Okay, so that whole scene, I'll give them this. I think that it was cleverly cut, four storylines part of this battle and like they all kind of like have their moment their high moment at the beginning where it looks like, oh, they're going in for the kill and then down moment where everyone's like, oh, we're caught or surrendering it and, and then like the upswing moment again. So well, at least he learned his lesson but in episode. They hit three. all like they hit beats at the same time and I think that's But what they're, they're
0: lazily the resolution and the conflict in all of those is lazily Like Anakin Skywalker Agreed. Agreed. accidentally lands in the shut in the thing and then this great pilot accidentally just starts like all of a sudden, his shields are back up, and he starts shooting people. Like Natalie Portman, all of a sudden, Deus Ex Machina, Kiera Knightley comes out and like distracts the guards, and then these peaceful Naboo people bust out the pistols they have hidden in their throne. Like it's just, <laughs> it's so lazy and stupid. I agree with that.
1: I was just saying, I think they hit the beats at the same time, but all the beats except the lightsaber battle were so lame that it caused this want for you to just be so pissed every time they would cut away. Everything else seemed like filler and a waste of time because they would cut away from the lightsaber battle.
4: I mean, I would, I would agree with everything you guys are saying. Like, the overall story doesn't make any fucking sense, but taken on its own, the lightsaber battle is pretty cool and I think is probably one of the better, if you can condense it like we've seen in that YouTube clip, like, that's a pretty awesome part and probably one of the better parts of the series entirely I would say um,
0: I don't know, that's just me At least of the first three, that's for sure Yeah, but definitely That isn't technically where this film gracefully finally <laughs> ends we get, uh, the But funeral I get your of frustration Quai- oh, I
1: was just going to say, get your frustration though, and I have it too it's, It is a good part that could have been a better part, but mm-hmm. even what it was they just ruined by putting Jar Jar Binks in the middle of it Honestly. <laughs> Every time.
0: Well, even gets to go back to that red letter Mr. Plinkett review and then he's cutting in clips from the documentary, but you can see the look on Lucas's face as he's watching the final scene and then the editor explains to him that like the tone of it is just all over the place and it's too tough to go from the death of a main character to Jar Jar Slapstick to whatever the fuck the other two like side plots <laughs> are. But But like I was saying, this isn't technically where this movie ends, so for some reason the funeral of Qui-Gon Jinn takes place on Naboo, uh, but this is after we get a scene of Coruscant uh, where Yoda says he still has reservations about training Anakin Skywalker, but says ultimately, whatever, just do it. So Obi-Wan becomes the master of Anakin, and then the movie ends in the typical original trilogy fashion with a... Totally not racist celebration by the Goongans. So, any any final thoughts on this act? I guess or the
1: Goongans. <laughs> Goongans. Goongans. never die. <laughs> Is that a Sandlot reference? Goons. What? No. Goons. If you
0: watch the, if you watch the documentary, Spielberg comes out to the set at one point and george lucas keeps calling them the gungans and he's telling them how badass the movie's gonna be and spooker's just like oh yeah it sounds cool it's gonna be great it's gonna be great spielberg's be great. like you dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they all join forces and everything and the gungas
4: battle the droids in this huge kind of war and peace battle like uh-huh. mean, literally war and peace I mean, right it's huge you know 10,000 Troops. I mean, on both sides a, coming at each other. At each That's other. great. It's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. That's
0: gonna be great. <laughs> great. Alright, so there, there's one last uh before we do our final thoughts of the whole movie and get our yes or no, one last discussion question I had is: let's let's fix let's fix this movie. Let's fix the Phantom Menace. Uh where do we start?
2: What does the title mean?
0: Phantom <laughs> of the Menace <laughs> of the Opera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it probably is a reference to that.
0: Who is the Phantom Menace? The Sith. Yeah. Darth Maul?
1: Darth Maul is a Phantom Menace? I think him and the Emperor. Yeah, together.
3: The Phantom of the Menace of the What Emperor, about when Yoda yeah. says,
1: the Sith, there's two, the Master and Apprentice. No more, no less. But then Darth Maul gets cut in half, so there's immediately less? Yeah, one and a half. Who's the filler? Yeah, is there an instant filler that's just like (laughs) triggered via some internet? Yeah, who's
0: Count Dooku in all of this? Where's he?
1: God, Christopher Lloyd was actually doing the Lord of the Rings movie. Probably,
0: (laughs) he's actually making a good film. But I mean, I, I think, I think that we need to recast everybody, and I would shift, I would shift the focus to Obi Wan. And I would make it... Obi-Wan is definitely more clearly the main character. uh, That would give us more emotional resonance when Qui-Gon Jinn is killed. And then have Obi-Wan... Because the character of Qui-Gon is really confusing, right? He's like this rebel within the Jedi He's like an
3: anti-Jedi.
0: But that should be Obi-Wan, because he's the young person. So make Obi-Wan the rebel. Kill off Qui-Gon and make it all Obi-Wan's idea to kill Anakin and then cut... The majority of the second act. To kill Anakin? No, 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 no. no. To train Anakin. My bad. But
3: what I would do is um, at one point, I wish Disney makes these non-canon. They redo like the prequel story, but I would just make Darth Maul like the original, like the main protagonist for all three, have him kill Qui-Gon and then have Obi-Wan out for revenge for the next two movies while neglecting his duties to Anakin as his apprentice, or as his uh, master, and then that's how Anakin falls to the dark side.
2: I like that Because Darth
3: Maul is a pretty cool uh, villain, and just to have him get killed off in the first movie sucks because there's no cooler villain in the prequels.
2: I can agree with that. I was going to say something like, uh, Darth Maul is looking for Anakin because he knows he's like, He's, he has the force or a shit ton of midi or whatever whatever you want to call it, and then
4: uh, he's gonna steal his midi Yeah, and
2: then uh, Obi Wan and Obi Wan and Qui Gon are hunting hunting uh, Darth Maul before he gets Anakin or something like that.
4: I think it'd be cool, especially if you had Jar Jar Binks pulling the strings behind Darth Maul. <laughs>
1: I um, would just make Jar Jar not a part
0: of this movie. Just cut him out
2: to completely. Jar <laughs> Jar Binks was horribly murdered in the beginning <laughs>
0: I'll say this, so if they would have went for the Darth Jar Jar theory it could have been brilliant Yeah, You
3: think, the, you think I that agree. was his original plan but there was so much pushback with Jar Jar they just abandoned it
1: And George Lucas in his like baby way would be like, oh they don't like Jar
0: Jar fine, I'll take him <laughs> out <laughs> The interesting part about that theory when I was doing a little bit of prep for this is that the actor who played Jar Jar said finally people are starting to see the truth or something like that. Hashtag the Phantom Menace.
1: Troll.
2: Could be I think so too.
3: Pride is trying to save his career.
2: I think he was meant to be something bigger, but I don't know if it was supposed to be like Supreme Leader Snoke or whatever you want to call it. I think they definitely cut some scenes out of this movie.
1: I get creating an inciting incident that create like creates a reason for two Jedi to go to a Planet, and there they stumble upon someone of wondrous power. And to base that all around like the pod racer scene just seems so childish and surfacey, not deep.
0: I think that's well. Where it's I... ripping off Ben Hur too. It's straight ripping off an already existing classic.
1: I think part of what hurts this movie for me too is that so many. Uh, high-level name actors were cast that like when you see the original i don't know when you guys saw the original trilogy but to me those people were the characters and when i watched this even back when i was like 15 or whatever it was like oh that guy ewan mcgregor and oh that chick natalie portman using known actors maybe hurt a little bit also they
3: were force-fed terrible lines
4: Oh, yeah, and the writing's bad. Yeah, the writing's terrible. (laughs) Josh, one of your favorite lines of all time is in this movie, though. How feel you? Cold, sir. Afraid, are you? No, sir. See through you? We can. Be mindful of your feelings.
2: Your thoughts dwell on your mother. I miss her. Mm. Afraid to lose her, I think,
4: hmm?
3: What does that got to do with anything?
4: Everything. Fear
3: is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering.
4: The Yoda fear leads to hate leads to suffering. I've heard you say that line more than probably any other movie line. I think that is a fun. <laughs> It's really easy to quote.
0: But, <laughs> it's really goddamn stupid though.
1: <laughs> I actually like that line. I don't like though how Anakin asks questions that are like so s- simple and obviously like exposition landing. I think when he asks Qui-Gon Jinn about midi he goes he's like, "Qui-Gon, I heard Master Yoda talking about midi I was wondering about midi what are guess <laughs> I mean, like squeeze in? I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I think overall, all of the suggestions I heard couldn't possibly make this movie any worse. Um, so let's do any, any final thoughts, any last things before we give our yes or no's on star Wars episode one, the phantom meanies.
1: <laughs> phantom Mikey. <laughs>
0: Off to a good start so far, <laughs> with Phantom Penis. I mean, is this
3: like the worst-titled Star Wars movie?
4: I the the poster is okay, but it, it has to be great. the
3: worst-titled though.
2: What are the other What are the other two?
3: Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Attack of the
2: Clones is pretty bad. Attack it's of the rough. Clones is
3: bad, but at least it's a little more direct than Phantom oh. of the Menace of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is just stupid.
2: I don't know. I think it sounds kind of badass if they had made Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, and like if actually they, had it centered yeah. around him. Exactly. But this movie isn't about it. Should about have been in all, all three movies. The way they the, do, you guys remember how it was marketed? It made it seem like Darth Maul was king shit of this movie, and he dude, so many it. toys. Yeah. There, all the toys Maul. He was in a lot Maul. of Pizza Hut boxes. Yeah.
1: And that guy that played him is like a no name. It could have cost them much to keep that guy cast for a trilogy. Well, that guy well, is like on. a stunt guy.
3: Like, why would yeah. you kill your best villain? They didn't kill Darth Vader right away.
2: Yeah, I think
4: just a
1: lot yeah,
2: of. Yeah, Stevie, you
4: were right. Like, if you would, if you can drag out Darth Maul, like this can be an awesome villain.
3: It could be an awesome um, trilogy. You guys, but I
4: feel, know I feel like we say that with extended universe
1: Darth Maul like in the non-canon lives. stuff. Lives. Don. Yeah. It just goes to show it was such a stupid move to kill off such a good villain. Makes the no sense. The extended universe was like, oh, we'll patch this up really quick. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, th- I feel like we've seen that with a lot of like superhero big budget movies recently though too is that like they always kill the villains in one movie. Like there's never like a long lasting formidable foe.
2: Thanos from Guardians or the Avengers or whatever. Marvel? but Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, I mean he's barely even been like yeah, yeah, post credit scene. scene. Yeah, so yeah, I've yet to see him throw a punch. But, yeah. I don't know.
0: Well that brings us to our yes or no segment. Let's go. Mikey Jordan Stevie Josh. Yes or no.
2: Uh this is a quick no. There's lots of things wrong with this movie and uh it should have centered around Darth Maul. I think it would have been a lot more interesting and Anakin is probably the worst part of this movie. Or, wait, <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is the worst part and Anakin's a close second, but just the writing is terrible. And it's a plot that is just so boring and it's about diplomatic stuff. There's hardly any action, too much talking. It's a, no, it's a really boring movie.
4: I was next on the list, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree with Mikey on most points. I, th- I think the only positive that comes out of this movie is that it got everyone clamoring for a uh an Obi-Wan spin-off. Um but yeah, I mean the the movie's bad and it's it, you know it's bad when it takes like a series that like I I love and I watch probably like once a year almost and this is always a fucking drag Struggle. Having to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It just sucks. And so it's it's a no if you're a huge fan of the series, like, obviously you've seen it and you're going to watch it. But, man, I, I, if I was showing someone new, I would be tempted to just skip this movie. Give <laughs> him, so like, a, a two-minute,
3: like, this is what happens to the next one. Like,
4: yeah. just, it, it, I mean, I think you can just introduce him in the next movie and be like, yeah, that's the queen that he has a crush on. That's the story.
2: Oh, we didn't even talk about that, the weird relationship. She's, yeah. like,
3: 12 years older than him.
1: She's a coog.
3: <sighs> yes. <laughs> My next pap,
0: yeah, Steve.
3: Uh, this is a hard no for me. Uh, this is just such like a f- like it's so much like fan service. Like, oh my God, there's Darth Vader when he's young. Can you believe what happens? And it's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this like this is a honestly god awful movie. It makes me wonder how George Lucas ever like. Like this, like, this trilogy was this all for toys and him cashing in. The writing is so <laughs> bad. I'd be ashamed to put my name next to writing or directing this because it's just like, wow, you're not very good at it.
1: Hot take.
3: Stevie's going in. The put five him of down. Us, honestly, the five of us with a million-dollar budget could have made a better movie than this. This movie is garbage, and I love Star Wars, but this is by far and away the worst one, maybe tied with Attack of the Clones. Hard no from me. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs>
0: My <laughs> laptop's the overheating, night. Josh
1: <laughs> Man, I love Star Wars so much I've, I always have Um, But this is part of the main saga And I think that if you don't watch this movie You're not going to be able to Oh no be completely informed (laughs) no
0: in the whole saga
2: josh josh Um, what is the most important thing we learn from this movie how
1: to make a better movie (laughs) (laughs) and that gets to me to my second point that i think this movie is bad on so many levels that once you accept that almost like legend stevie it dude really don't put this in the same
0: route. ballpark <laughs> dude no, no these way these are very no way. similar movies i think
1: no way <laughs> and guys i gotta give this like Vigo mortensen right after a cold shower even oh my limp God. yes
0: <laughs> dude you're the worst <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I completely disagree with Josh. Legend is so bad it's funny. This movie this is so no bad el- it's bad. This moment, this movie has no elements of it's so bad it's funny. It's just bad, and it really, I think it is interesting though from a Star Wars pendulum perspective because we've seen this franchise go from this where, for better or worse, George Lucas is an auteur and he has complete creative control over his project and that's normally something i'm like lobbying for and root for and trying and support with my movie dollars but like this is an example of when this can go horribly wrong and you can get an incompetent lazy idiot at the helm of what's ultimately one of the most important franchises in movie history so when i complain about the new movies and that they're so like Corporate made and like boardroom driven and so safe. It's like, well, yeah, because George Lucas fucked everything up for everyone. Always, so this is a hard no, for me. It represents a huge fumbling of the ball by George Lucas and ruining the downward spiral of one of the best movie franchises of all time. Hard no dog.
1: A lot of bit, a lot of lessons to learn in that no dog though. <laughs> I think you learn a lot about movies when watching this because you ask yourself that question. Why is this so bad? Over and over. What makes it
0: bad?
4: I think it's a better experience to read the Wikipedia page and watch the, the lightsaber battle and just have that be it. It's better than watching the entire movie.
1: I heard that Topher Grace, of all people, made like a slimmed down version of all the prequels. It's actually pretty fun to watch. I
2: heard, heard that, that too. Yeah, I heard that. I heard it's actually pretty awesome. Who's Topher Grace?
3: He was oh, um, Foreman in that 70s show. Gotcha, gotcha.
2: Okay. No.
4: No. What? Wait. Yeah. Red Eric? Foreman? Eric Foreman. Eric. 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 Yeah, the okay. kid. No, sorry. Yeah.
0: Anyways, on to trivia. Bring it.
1: Topher Grace is more famously in F- Seabiscuit, though.
4: Topher Grace, friend of the show.
1: Oh, fuck. That's not him.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who
4: is that in Seabiscuit?
0: Toby Kobe McGuire, Maguire. Uh, Toby uh, McGuire. They Often. do
4: played uh Spider-Man and Venom though He's in Venom. the same movie. Oh, so, yeah, he was yeah, in, like, the why. worst Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> the emo Spider-Man.
3: Jazz snapping fingers Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia.
0: How to transition from a great movie like Spider Man 3 <laughs> back to the Phantom Menace, I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> but do my best. Uh so trivia this week. I just posted this in the group thread for you guys, but the game this week is again Sort This Shit Out. And so what we'll be doing today is ordering the Star Wars movies by number of user ratings on IMDb. From from the least number. amount of user ratings to the most amount of user ratings. So if you haven't heard of Sort the Shit Out before it's each player will take a turn trying to name the movies from the least amount of ratings to the most amount of ratings. If they get one wrong, play will move to the next player, and whoever gets them all correct in a row wins. So there's a little bit of an advantage in going last. I think that Mikey should get that advantage. I think it's been second most long since Steve or Josh? Then Thank Jordan Josh. and Stevie? Yeah. Yeah. So the order should be Stevie Jordan, Josh Mikey.
4: So you're you're going sheer number of ratings, user not ratings. not like average user rating, right?
0: Nope, not the score. The the, the quantity, okay. the number of ratings. And okay. for our guests at home, the movies in play in uh, series order: The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Rouge One, Star Rouge Wars, one. AKA a New I Hope, one. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and The Force Awakens. So all of the major motion picture releases.
3: Okay.
0: Alright, c- i c- go. Um, Stevie.
3: Least amount. I'll go with Rogue One. Correct. Okay, then I will go with let's see Rogue One. I'll go with Attack of the Clones. Correct. Oh wow. Rogue One, Attack of the Clones. Then I'll go with um, Revenge. Revenge of the Sith. Correct. What? Okay. Rogue One. Attack of the Clones. Revenge. Then I will hit um, Return of the Jedi.
0: That is incorrect, but an impressive opening run.
4: That was.
0: For Stevie Jordan. Sort this shit
4: out. So we're going from least to most? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay.
0: Weast to east.
4: So... Weast. I'm going to... So I'm naming the entire order. Rogue One, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and then uh, A New Hope.
0: I'm sorry. Stevie had already unlocked that. That's incorrect, though. Josh, back to you.
1: What do you mean by Stevie already unlocked that? Stevie
0: already named that next one.
1: I don't think so. I did. No. He
0: didn't. Okay. I thought he had.
1: Rogue One, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace. Correct. Then I'll go with The Force Awakens. That is correct. And then I'll go with
0: Return of the Jedi. So it's come down to this, ladies and gentlemen. There's two movies left. An Empire Strikes Back, or just an Empire Strikes Back, and A New Hope. If Josh does not get this correct, Mikey has a clear path to victory. If Josh gets this (laughs) correct, he'll get to pick the movie we host next week. Josh, it's up to you. What movie has less reviews on IMDb? A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back?
1: Empire Strikes Back.
0: And what's the final film in the chain? A New Hope. And your winner. He sorted this shit out. Rogue One with 330,000 ratings. Attack of the Clones with 500. Sith with 560. Phantom Menace with 570. Force Awakens with 669. Return of the Jedi was 747,000 ratings, and you jump up in the, in the low, close to a million range. Empire has 912,000, and A New Hope has 985,515 ratings, the most reviewed Star Wars film of all time on IMDb. Oof.
4: Wow. Thanks for sorting that shit out, Josh. Yeah,
0: I
1: sorted that shit yeah. out for you
4: guys.
0: Mikey <laughs> didn't even have a chance there. I, I was
2: going to choose Clones. That was my movie. I was going to go straight into the... Straight into the <laughs> I was going to Star Wars Spoilers Month.
3: Man, I was going to do Air Bud.
0: <laughs> So while Josh thinks about his pick, we'll cut to the spoiler man who we hired to read our plugs. Spoiler man, take it away.
1: Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's
4: lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard
1: today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words.
0: (laughs) And we're back, Josh. What movie have you selected for us to review next week?
1: Wait, I thought we were actually supposed to get some time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Todd.
3: Josh, serve it up. Batteries, my computer's about to die.
1: (laughs) All right, guys, I'm going to go out on a limb. Um, This is going to be a little bit different. We've been doing a lot of serious movies lately. (laughs) Um,. Like Phantom Menace. Have we? Yeah. (laughs) I would say that the Phantom... That wasn't a comedy? It took itself very seriously. So we're going to go to a movie (laughs) that doesn't. We're going to go with National Lampoon's
0: Van Wilder.
2: Van Wilder? Van Wilder.
0: (laughs) Why? Bert Kreischer.
1: Because he's a Christ character.
0: (laughs) We're all looking forward to that. We're all looking forward
2: to that. (laughs)
0: That's that what? a no for me,
1: dog. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Spoilers. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. <laughs> <laughs>